guys. You are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. That's right, you're listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. We are live in the studio. We have your your host. Is, I don't know what he's doing, but he's there. Good afternoon, my fellow Teamsters of Local 804 and Teamsters listening across the country. Today is September 27th. It's Sunday, and it's a beautiful afternoon here in Monroe, New York. Our special guest today, uh, we've been to his house out in Long Island. He's a member of the, uh, you guys, are you in the Oyster Bay Center? Oyster Bay Center out in Long Island. Is that Suffolk or Nassau? Nassau County. Uh, we went to his house a couple of weeks back. It's Carl Morial. Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. And as always, the Big Bad Wolf, as you heard earlier, he's on the, the producer and the originator of the What The Heck Show. That's right. That's me. Uh, so, so <laughs> we're starting off all crazy. Right I know, now. I know. We're, we're, we're a little off. To, it's been a week off, and I well, a week off for me. But uh, I heard there was a little show going on there last week. I didn't get a chance to listen to yes. it. Yes, and I got on. I got on the air because a lot of people was logging on, so I figured you know they didn't get the message that it was no show. But I I got on just to say there is no show, and then I decided to continue to talk. <laughs> you can't stop and I yourself. Had Joe Dory uh, calling in as a co-host. Nice. And, you know the interviewer got interviewed. <laughs> But Carl, what's up, Carl? What's how, going how, on, guys? How was the ride here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you do this every day, brother. I really have no idea. I yeah, I do it every day at three o'clock in the morning, man. But I have to do it for the membership. I have to go and visit those uh, sites and uh, let it be known that the executive board is there all the fucking time. And the executive board uh, came out in full force down to uh, Brooklyn Forster Avenue. I mean, I believe every single one of them, with the exception of Chris Williamson and Scott Damone, came down, and uh, they really, uh, they. I, I mean, we were all surprised because we had uh, we had an an incident over in our building on Foster Avenue, and uh, obviously it's out. Everybody knows what happened. There was a, a a management personnel versus an employee where there was an accident, uh, an unreported accident. It went unreported for about three days. And, um, you know, they were trying to, I, I'm, I'm guessing someone was trying to sweep it under the rug because uh, of the situation. You know, a, the management personnel ended up hitting the, the, the driver while he was walking. And, um, I mean, obviously the person is able to walk. He didn't get run over. It wasn't like a, 
like a you know where the guy was <laughs> literally a full blast impact right but we know that a car at five miles an hour can still do significant damage to the human body regardless to what absolutely and um so you know we were protesting out there uh it started with antoine andrews our shop steward down there he got the guys together for the first day of protesting uh we all decided to continue the protesting until something was uh done or or we're going to continue to do it we were out there every day after we even went out there saturday and um you know we saw some things uh saturday we also saw a a uh an outsourced uh trailer driver a I feeder driver yep pulled into the wheel and dropped off a uh uh one of the um trailers right <laughs> dropped off one of the trailers. I got trailer <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know and he pulled off it was like a drop and go he came into the facility dropped off the trailer and then uh the one of the shifters came and moved it to where it had to be and uh I, and uh, right away rocky de polo he uh was like hey send me the numbers and we send him the information so apparently it's been going on for quite some time and and members are getting you know we know that we have a strong executive board now and people are more willing to speak up and uh as you can see it's not like before you have members that are willing shop stewards and other members that are willing to go to the buildings on the weekends take time away from their own family after working all week and actually showing up for a few hours on the week on the weekend itself well i gotta tell you it was a beautiful display of uh unity it didn't matter what slate you follow what what slate you are going to vote for next year it was just everybody came together to show support for a member that's right that's right and that is the most important thing the like you said watching that kind of unity it, it really does bring a certain uh, uh a good feeling to a lot of the membership brings up the morale it shows people that we are not going to stand down any longer it, it went on for way too long under the last executive board where a lot of guys were later basically just rolling over because they were tired of of putting in the grievances and tired of of trying to fight by themselves and not having any backing and now that guys actually know that there's someone there to support them they're uh they're outspoken they're they're going above and beyond they're they're not hiding in these little caves anymore they're out of the cave into the sunlight with what with their open with eyes wide open absolutely so you know and, and this young member and and we've preached about this what do we want? Oh, that's, that's what me. That's our boy Tony Rosario. What do we want? That's right. That's what we want. That's all we want. Dignity and respect. All you know? of us. We, we deserve us. dignity and respect. We command dignity and respect. We we. That was you, bro. Yeah, that, that Yelling was me. Like that. that was me. But yeah, I, I wish they would have caught the the speeches. Vinny had said a few things. Uh, uh, Andrews had said a few things, and then you know I, I let out the chant there. That was you, bro. Yeah, that, that yelling was me. Like that. that was me. But yeah, I, I wish they would have caught the the speeches. Vinny had said a few things. Uh, uh, Andrews had said a few things, and then you know. Oh, yeah, I had the rate. I'm sorry, I did that. Uh, I was like, whoa! I heard myself twice. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and uh, it, it was it was a huge. There he is. Especially in this building, Foster Avenue, a bunch of lying, dirty thieves. They disregard their own safety policies. A manager in a car hit a pedestrian. That's the end of story. 
you get out, you investigate it, you make sure the person is okay. And none of that was done. The same manager deemed it necessary to drive right through a pedestrian walk path without stopping, disregarding all UPS rules. She didn't check and clear the intersection. She didn't do their silly driver drill of clean, dirty, clean, dirty. This is what that we deal with on a daily basis. That was Dave Citron's music. He locked the keys one of our brothers <laughs> got fired for this. He will be back to work, and we will have justice. Okay, thank you very much, everybody, for showing up out here. Rainbow! 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 Yeah, yeah, that's that was uh and you know what it, I mean, I don't know if everybody I know a lot of the buildings have been have been uh having their own battles and their own fights. Uh we are forced drive and you have had our fair share this summer. Um I mean, we had gotten to the point where we even brought out the fat cat, the executive board brought out the fat cat and we had some huge protests going on there that week. I mean, it, it, it's it, we're just tired of it, and uh, I think the way we bring the building together is is by standing together, and and it's been it's been working great. Um, I feel like we're definitely getting. I'm hoping that they're actually paying attention and they're understanding that we're we're done with the BS, and you know, it, it's a. I know a lot of members are frustrated, Carl. A lot of members are frustrated because they put in uh, a lot of grievances, and sometimes it takes time. The paperwork takes time. Absolutely. But just hang in there. Hang in there because it does not disappear. It does not go away. We just keep piling it up. And you can ask H Hector himself, how is labor doing? How stressed out they are? How they're going crazy? I mean, heck. Let, let, well, the the the, big, the beginning of that is that uh, we when we went to a uh, ops uh, uh, change of operations meeting. Uh, warrant uh, labor manager di director or whatever he uh, he said to Vinny he says you know give us a break man it's only four of us it's 14 of yous you guys are killing us with all these grievances and that's where the grievance process is, is, is being held a little bit longer I mean some some BAs put in a lot of gr grievances because the members put in a lot of grievances that's Lou Barbone and Pete Pete from Suffolk they put in crazy grievances. I mean, I don't know. I, I lost count with uh, Lou Babon and his grievances. I mean, he's got he got a lot of grievances paid. I believe he's up to the, like the eighty thousand mark just him alone. But the grievance process is this: you know, you put in a grievance to your shop steward. The shop steward goes to the manager and says, "This is the grievance." Then then you have twenty four hours. He has twenty four hours to answer that grievance, either the deny or approve or whatever. And then once that is answered by the center manager, it goes back to the BA. The BA files it for uh, to hear with labor. And then it just piles up because labor can't catch up. They can't not catch up to all these grievances that are being put. And uh, thank you to all the members that are doing that because the, the grievance are there and they ain't going nowhere. Just because you put a grievance and it haven't been heard in a month or two, it doesn't mean it went away. It's still there. Labor has to sit down with the BA and go over these grievances, uh, what's going to get paid and what's going to go into the contract uh, filing. And if if they answer, deny or whatever, Lou, the next step is to put it into panel. Yeah. But the other thing I want people to realize is while getting paid out for a grievance is great, it also... It builds up a stack of paper that our executive board, whether this one or the next one, if there is another one after this one, that they can use at arbitration cases to help 
any other brother or sister that gets fired or has to go to arbitration cases to fight for their job back. So we're building up evidence while getting paid on top of it. So just because your check doesn't come in when you'd like it to come in, you're still helping out the future of this union. Yeah, and not all grievances are monetary. Not all of them are going to get you a money. Some of the grievances are basically just harassment, which is, you know, to stop the the company itself from harassing, intimidating, and coercing its members. That's not going to stop. You know, I, Never. I I think that if the members stand together, that eventually we are going to be able to get a stranglehold. And that's a big. It. And this is the biggest problem here in Local Eight Hundred Four. I mean, some members we we are worst enemy to ourselves. Because, you know, you, you want to bitch and say, oh, where's my BA when you need him? What about where's the shop steward? Where, you the shop steward. Where are you when, when the members need you? Yeah, where are the members? When exactly. They need to you're in the up? building every day. You're the eyes and ears and you are the first defense. You are the, the first of defense on as a shop steward. You know, your BA is going to back you up. Us, We back all our shop stewards up. So it begins... You know, they say it starts from the top and it rolls down. No, it begins with the shop steward. We the shop are steward. the union. Exactly. We are the union. We are the union. Yeah. I, I feel that it goes further than beginning with the shop steward. I feel like it, 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 it starts with the members themselves, gets to the shop steward. And then, and then that's when you uh, have the, uh, the situation where we are at right now, where you right. got enough members that are just tired of it the shop stewards are listening to this and they're going to bring it to the attention of everyone and then that's when the executive board is like all right these guys are not playing let's go down there and let's see what's going on and there you go it takes the members voices the members have to stand up for themselves the members have to speak up let their shop a lot of shop stewards don't even know what's going on because they're scared to say the the, the members are scared to talk right but when you got enough members that are like you know what we've had enough and then that's when you make some change. And that's why that little, I guess we can call it a maroon book. It's a, it's maroon this time? Yeah, it's maroon. That little maroon book. It's the Bible. Everybody needs to take a look at that so they know that when a manager is attempting to violate them. Well, members get afraid when they see the big, thick book. That you got, Damn, do I have to read all that to understand the union? No, you don't have to read the whole book. Some of that language is national language on the white pages. The supplement is what we negotiate as a local is the supplements, the yellow pages. You have certain key articles that are there that are, are the most used, which is Article 37, Article 6, Article 13, you know, Article 17. You know, there's, there's those main ones that are, that, that are being used a lot because Article 30, 37, you know, is right. respect, you know, uh, dignity and respect, uh, harassment, blah 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 and it carries on that article is pretty good actually article six is entering into a separate contract and i say entering into a separate contract because it's in our book that you cannot make deals with management i Just remember seeing that t-shirt making deals weakens the contract exactly yeah. that's what it is absolutely and we have that in our contract that we need to i always put that article six when i see a member making a side deal with management Right. And Jamie Holligan is listening and he says What's <laughs> up, Jamie? Jamie couldn't make it here today, folks. Uh, by the way, he's up to a suspension. Uh oh. I thought so. Yeah, I think we're gonna suspend him for the next two shows. He says some members just want favoritism. Some members just want favoritism. Some members are just looking out for themselves. They don't think about the group as a whole. And these are some of the issues that's really affecting, like you said, the deal makers that are really affecting. There's our no such thing as favoritism 
in in the in the in the in the company's uh, language because you could do a lot of favors for them. You're a pawn they just use. You when, yeah exactly. As long as they need when, you. Then when they need you, they're gonna use you. They're gonna say, "Come on, come on, do it for me." You and you're gonna be like, "Okay," and then here comes the big thing when you fuck up and don't scan one package. That's it. You're in that office ready to fucking lose your fucking job because now they want you to lie join investigation for about that not scan package and why you didn't scan it in your truck. And you're thinking about everything in your head say, ah, I'm going to get away with it because I do a lot of favors for them. But guess what, brother? Nope. One fuck up, you will be in that office no matter how many favors you have done. Management is not your friend. And all those favors that you that they ask you to do is definitely against the contract. So if you don't think that they're keeping track of all the things that you did for them, and when, it, when you bring it up and say, well, he told me to do it. No, I didn't. What are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Why would you do that? I never said to do that. So these deals you're making are going to come back and bite you in the ass at the end of the day. So make them at your own risk, I guess. It is, it is, it is one of the things that hurts the membership, absolutely. Um, I wanted to remind everybody that we are expecting a call from Mr. Chris Silvera. He should be calling in, I think, with maybe an hour into the show. Right, he'll be calling in around 3 p.m. Eastern Time, right. which is 45 minutes from now. For, guy, for you guys that don't know who he is, he is uh, running independently for the IBT presidency. And uh, he made some noise sometime around what, Memorial Day, I believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's got some pretty decent traction ever since. Well, uh, Hector reached out to him. He was able to, uh, to get him confirmed for the show today, which should be pretty interesting to listen to him. It's very interesting because I talked to him before the show to, you know, to keep him up to par on what we're going to do here. And the first question I asked him, I said, is, is you have it your way? You, do you want people to call in live and ask you the questions? Or do you want text messages like the other candidates? Right. And he says, no, they can call up whatever. They can ask me whatever they want. I'm here for the membership. I'm going to tell them exactly what it is. I have nothing to hide. That's no. transparency, brothers and sisters. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yep. Calls, texts. Some, some of them be like, yeah, just take text messages. You know, I don't want to get caught up in this. But anyway, you have the t write down, take a piece of paper right now and write down the number is 347-403-0705 and limit your questions to about two minutes. <laughs> don't don't ask a thousand questions. If you have one question, let him answer it. If you have a second question, let's let's just keep on rolling for we could give other members uh, an opportunity yes, and we have no time limit with him either yeah so oh, wow nice so he says i you know i'm here i'm here to speak to the membership well don't forget we still have to drive back to civilization so yeah <laughs> <laughs> you like that huh you like that drive huh Man, I you don't, don't like the mountains you didn't Man, see deers it, it was it was wonderful scenery Wonderful scenery. It is, it is I wonderful can see that scenery. in a picture, though. Do, do you do you understand what peace of mind I get driving home? I definitely do. I, I I enjoy when I'm done with the city life and going through buildings and fighting this management, and then when I drive up, it just Leave relaxes it right there me. There at the Bridge, it relaxes me, man. Well, yeah. So uh, go ahead. If Tony. I can call back to the uh, mm -hmm. to reading the contract, you know, Hector said when people see that big book, it, you know, it could be intimidating. Nobody's asking you to do a book report on it. What we're doing is it's, it's used. That's our weapon. So even if you start reading it just for things that apply to you, and then you can see how else you can use this contract in your favor, no, you don't have to read the whole thing cover to cover. Just pick out things that are, if, if you feel like your seniority is being violated, look for seniority in the book. 
if you want to know, are we off on Memorial Day? Look in the book instead of asking people. That's exactly. the best way to educate yourself. Yep, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, Don't Joni get intimidated Lane. from that little burgundy book. <laughs> Jolie Lane wants to know what she missed. She uh, didn't miss nothing. So we've just been talking a little. You didn't miss much. Uh, we just started the show talking about some of the things that have been going on in Brooklyn at Foster Avenue, dealing with a management uh, I want to go back to that, to the yeah. Foster Avenue thing. Well, well, what, what I want to ask on? you a question because, you know, I, I heard a story. So the guy was coming out of the truck and he was putting, he had a rental truck, I believe, right? right. And he went to step, he did the right thing. He was in, he was working well, from the back walked, of the truck. He walked out from the back behind the vehicle like we're all supposed to, how we're supposed to actually talk and teach our helpers when we have one to always walk behind the vehicle instead of in front of the vehicle. He walked out from behind the vehicle as this person, uh, management personnel came and, and, and you know that they, they're trained, right? They're supposedly a hundred percent trained on, on safety regulations and our methods and procedures. So, uh, uh, anybody from management driving on a vehicle like that should know that there's a possibility that a driver or could be walking out from behind. And this person just gave him one of those taps, boom. And then you could see the, the member walking away from the management personnel. It looked like he was probably even scolded a little as he's walking by. Now, this member is, is a young member. He's very uh, docile. 22-4. Yeah, 22-4. Not even a year, I don't, I don't think. And um, he didn't know. And it was like kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. And he walks away. And, uh, you know, a couple of days later, you know, he was working for three days, feeling a little pain. And he finally decided to speak up and say, listen, this is what happened. Now, um, an accident obviously should be reported immediately. And when I say immediately, I mean the manager of that center or whoever the person was should have reported it right away because we all know that god forbid we give somebody a tap on their bumper or or somebody just kind of walks or dente into a vehicle fire, or, or dente garbage can yeah or dente yeah even a garbage can or i don't know pull up on somebody's uh give a scratch to a mirror or let's say you have a bicyclist who kind of runs into you and gets up and walks away everything needs to be reported and they hit us we have to call it in so i'm not i'm not understanding why this didn't have to be called in. And just so everybody knows, the minute that this member spoke up and said what happened and reported the incident and told him that he was feeling some pain, uh, they fired him. He was literally uh, walked out for being called dishonest, for saying this individual was speeding, and they said, no, the person was not speeding. You're lying. Hasta la vista. And as we're doing the protesting that morning, she ran through that stop sign, a walk pathway, and nothing. He, like, nothing. he or she, he or she. He oh. or she, I say it was a she. Uh, okay. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so, well, you know, apparently this, this individual has been, has, has had an issue driving in and out of the facility. Most people say that when they see this person on a regular basis, they never stop at the pedestrian walkway. And um, it's been going on for quite some time. So this is a... Correct me if I'm wrong. That would be an intersection where we're told that we yes. have to look left, right, left, yeah, correct? Yeah. Any incident inside that parking lot area is considered an intersection because you have vehicles coming from all directions. So, yes, it would be considered an intersection. That is a very good question, Carl. And, yes, that would be an incident, an intersection incident. And, um, you know, this member now is out on the street. He's got a family to support. And it's all because he decided to actually say what really happened. Unreported accident is discharge auto automatic. You know, I, I, didn't, I got one guy that didn't, uh, didn't report an, 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 an 
an incident, an accident, and uh, he got walked off the job. Why is she still on the on the job? And this is no. what a tier three. Is it's, that it's, it, I mean, you're hitting an individual. Like if you're hitting someone from behind yeah, in a vehicle, and it's an a intersection. Tier three. So an, an so intersection that's, with a pedestrian. That that's well, it was at the beginning of the the entrance, right? Yes, where the security booth is at. Correct. Right. So I don't and know. I don't know because that's your building, right, Tony? Is there speed? Speed uh, speed limit signs posted yes. around the building. I believe I think there it's is five miles an five, hour. Right? Five miles yeah. an hour. Uh, the video shows that she was going more than five miles an hour. So that would well, technically be speeding. So then I don't understand where. Well, where this inside line is, inside you uh, you know inside the company's property, and inside you know they make their own laws. Got you. Got yeah. You. So whatever it is for us as the drivers, we have to do five stop five uh, miles an hour. Oh. Management, I guess they pretty much could do whatever the fuck they want. Sounds like it. You know, you, you know. And that same day we were protesting out there, uh, I believe a lot of members also saw the labor manager. One of them was driving out and did the same thing. He drove right past the pedestrian walkway. And you know what's funny is you see every driver pull in to that pedestrian walk path and stop. Every single one of them. They stop, they look, and then they go. And that day of the protesting, both the individual manager in question and the labor manager himself, both took it upon themselves to drive right past the pedestrian walkway without stopping whatsoever. I mean, if that was any one of us, that would be a big problem. So how do they, how are they able to get away with something like that? And you know what? I don't think they are. I think that because of this and the protesting, I feel that something will be done. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. Ja Jamie, <laughs> Jamie said something that I agree with. This is what you're gonna hear. <laughs> ja Jamie says corporate corporate needs to be called. And I'm curious to know what corporate has to say about this. Yeah. Well, that's you know they they have their own rules and then they have rules that they want us to follow the 350, the 340 methods and procedures, but they don't have you know they they say that all management knows those procedures and those methods. And I doubt that. I really, really doubt that they go through a course of uh, any of those procedures. They might know some, but not all. How long has this individual been a management person? Uh, it's definitely over a year, probably going on two by now. As a center manager? Yeah. Really? Yeah. This was a center manager? I yes. thought it was like a... No, and wow. it, it wasn't even a member or, or the driver was not even in their center. It was from another center. Uh, my thing is like we're this. not mentioning any names, but no. you know it, it was a female center manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, the cops, uh, you know, you guys know when. I mean, I'm I'm not a criminal, but I know that people that have <laughs> incidents with the police, uh, even in a driving infraction, it's always like no matter what. It, it, I I look at the company as kind of like being the police in that situation where it's like they always believe what the police officer has to say in that moment and then we are stuck trying to prove ourselves on the defense as always and i don't feel that's right uh you know i don't feel that this this young man should be trying to prove his innocence when he was the victim here you know and it's it's always the case no matter what we do it's always our fault and it's like they don't lie and that's not true they as and you heard our president they do lie they lie often and through their teeth. <laughs> and through their teeth. You, one would say they could be pathological. So, I, I would definitely say that. Listen, I've been to a lot of uh, 72 meetings, and, and they treat the member like they are a murderer. They yeah. question them like they are the worst of the worst of the worst. 
And you you know you ask yourself you know if if this guy was the worst of the worst of the worst you hired him, you're not hiring Harvard graduates. You hiring guys that are qualified to drive, that pass your driver's test, that pass your background test, and you know go through all the training, go through all the, the training and all that. You know, so you're hiring us, and then but when we commit a simple bullshit fuck up, is 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 human error at that. They don't even look at it that they think that you fucking you 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 murdered the whole fucking county or something that you're the, the worst of the worst and that's how they they prove their cases with arbitration. Well, I would love to see them try to do that with this kid, Hector, because this kid is young, he's humble, he's quiet. He never really had any issues. He's he honestly doesn't even want to be in the middle of all this. He's that type of person, but unfortunately this was thrust upon him and I feel that he's finally opening his eyes and he's doing what he needs to do. And I'm very proud of this young man. And uh at the end of the day, you know, we all have to stand together for him because we want to let him know that we have his back, you know, and the fact that we've been out there protesting, the fact that the Holy Bee basically came down there, I think it's showing him something. And and I'm hoping the other members are paying attention, the other 22 fours, because you know what, guys, it could have happened to any one of us. It could have happened to any man and woman member that works at UPS. It could have been any one of us. And. And, and Eugene Braswell, who I love dearly, one of the shop stewards there, he, he put up a post in one of our chat rooms. And he said, you know, he's kind of uh, disheartened by some of the members that, as we're out there protesting, just kind of walk past us and go into the building. And they're not even joining because one day that could be them. You know, one day that could be you. And you That'll would hope and pray that there are guys like us out there doing this for you. So who are you? You know, to those members who decided to not be a part of it and just walk past us, you know, I would like you to take a real deep look at yourself and just hope and pray that one day that doesn't happen to you because I don't know if you're going to get the same kind of backing that you're expecting. I would hope so. I would hope so no matter who it was, they get that kind of uh, attention. But, you know... And that's the thing. I feel like with, with this executive board, whether you support them or not, in my opinion, they have everybody's back, and they would be out there for anybody's. But, like, what Anthony's trying to say is, we're a union. Stand together. If you have hazmat class and you got to get in there, that's understandable. If you got to go in early, for whatever reason, that's understandable. But if if your start time's not for another half an hour, show some solidarity. Stand with your brother or your sister who was fired unjustly. That's right. That's right. Greg Kerwood out of Local 25 in Boston. I love this guy. He says, he says, if their lips are moving, they're lying. <laughs> well, well said, Greg. We're going to give you some high, heavy laughter on that one because it's so true, man. He, he wants to come and host the show from all the way from Boston. I, listen, we'd be more Hey, Carl, will you tell him how long is this ride? Greg, I don't know if you want to do it from Boston. I did it from Long Island, and I, I don't know. <laughs> I had to stop for a place to sleep. It took me so long to get here. Listen, if anybody's after me looking for me, they won't come all the way out here no. looking for me. <laughs> no. The, my, I got my friends, the deers. They, they will attack anyone that comes by. He's got uh he's got the feeder back there. He feeds the deer. They come swinging around. Rick Rick wouldn't mind coming over here because you know he's a deer hunter. So oh yeah, Ricky Kylie yeah. he'll be over here in a heartbeat. <laughs> he'll love coming uh, over here. He'll put up a perch by that tree over there and just wait for them to walk by. <laughs> exactly. So if anyone just joining us, uh, you, we have Chris Silver that's uh, running for IBT Independent. Silvera. 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 
Well, you say the Palo wrong. It's the Pola. <laughs> so, uh, whatchamacallit, um, he's, he'll be calling in around in half an hour. He's running independently. He has no slate behind him. He's running for that uh, big spot of the IBT president. He's from Local 808. He's the president of Local 808. Um, he's going to take live questions, uh, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, but the number is 347-403-0705. you have any questions that you would like to ask Chris, you're more than welcome to call up the radio show. And I ask everyone that please keep your questions limited. Do a two-minute question. If you have a second question, just let us know in the beginning when you get on the phone that you have two questions. And hopefully we can get through this real, real quick. And I was surprised to even, you know, for him to say that he'll take a live phone call because, you yeah. know, the other candidate says, uh, you know, yeah. let's do texts yeah. and emails, but whatever. <laughs> so we're going to be here. He's going to he's going to be on in a half an hour. He'll be calling up and uh, hopefully you guys uh, uh, tune in and listen or have any questions. You can also do it on the live chat if you have a question for uh, Christopher from local 808 that's right 808, 808. 808. Uh, get your notebooks out start jotting down whatever it is is on your mind and uh i'm sure plenty of you have a lot that you want to go over and uh, like he says you know keep the questions to a, a limited i would say under definitely under two minutes and um this way it'll give him a couple of minutes to answer the question and we can move on to the next question we want to try to get as many questions out as we can and try to give as many members an opportunity that we can to get a conversation or at least get a question out with him and so, we also have uh james wright from the oz lake uh, calling in on october 4th and this is going to be a continued thing into election time i'm going to be calling all the candidates that are running for um for ibt they slate whoever's on the slate i'm going to be calling upon for them to get on the air and explain to the membership why they're running with the slate they're running with and who they are and to convince you that we have a good slate that's going to be taking over the ibt because i believe right now that they are going to uh, win the ibt and and by the way uh over a hundred thousand signatures that is yeah correct. i yes. heard you talking about that last week. yeah yes. and the other slate didn't get i didn't get enough and they didn't put it up because they was embarrassed that uh the odd slate got over a hundred thousand signatures the other slate didn't get as many but they did they they made 30, it okay. they made they thirty thousand, but they didn't they, we they were embarrassed to even put the numbers out there i wish i had the numbers i, I really want to know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that that type of signatures over a hundred thousand versus whatever they had is is, is eye-opener it makes a big statement yeah. mm -hmm. it is eye-opener but it's just a signature it's just a petition to get them on the ballot it's nothing like if because he got a hundred thousand, that means a hundred thousand are gonna vote. Yeah, tell you me know, about because that's our biggest problem here in Teamsters. We have one point four million members and maybe two hundred to three hundred thousand vote. I don't mm. know how we can make it any easier. I don't know. I, I no. <laughs> I'm, I'm puzzled. <laughs> we can't make it any. Easier. I mean, I like I said when I did the campaign, and now that uh, Tony's doing these, going yeah, to ours, different states, yeah. some of them don't even know what the fuck is a union. It was it was interesting. Uh, it was an eye opener for me going down to places like Virginia, right to work states where you had members or drivers that had 13 years on the job and hadn't joined a union, where where the part timers were being offered a five dollar initiation fee just to join because that's how how many don't join that they figure at least throw it as a five dollar initiation fee they might consider it. It was really it was really something. Uh, and and I have to say, you know, this country is 
is really starting to make me a little nervous when it comes to the power of unions. We need, especially the Teamsters, we need this election. We need it big because we need to start a whole organizing campaign. We have to fight for union jobs. It is it is sickening when I go out there and I go to these right-to-work states and I see what's happening. You know, everybody knows that a good union job is going to give you, uh, for the most part, the best benefits you can get, the best wages they can fight for. And, and it is a proven fact that union jobs just do well in areas like that. And the fact that you wouldn't want that kind of protection, that kind of, uh, um, you know, uh, substance in your life, it just doesn't make any sense. I understand maybe from a managerial standpoint why you wouldn't want a union. But <laughs> for the laborers, for the actual people, the blue collar workers, the guys that are out there, the, the men and women of this country that are out there every day with their blood, their sweat and their tears for them not to have that kind of that kind of uh, unity in their in their world just doesn't make any sense to me. Why wouldn't you want that? I can't in, uh, understand why companies like Amazon and FedEx don't understand why they would do the same job that we do and not want to organize. I can't understand it. And and, the, and the, a lot of it is fear. A lot of it is fear because a lot of these Amazon and FedEx employees, they're scared to speak up because they know they'd be ousted. That's it. The minute you start speaking union, you're you're done. Yep. You know, a lot of them, if they do or if they are doing it, they're do doing it behind back, you know, behind the scenes, quiet little rooms, trying to have their little discussions and trying to get it done. But it's very difficult. You're talking about a multi-billion dollar corporation who's willing to just strangle anything in its path. And it's pretty scary. I, I look at Amazon. If anybody uh, and I said this before, if anybody's a fan of Star Wars, they are the empire. And, and Darth Vader, or, or forget Darth, the Emperor himself is Jeff Bezos. And it's going to take a group of rebel forces all across the country, across the world, because this Amazon is a worldwide thing. You know, yeah. a lot of people don't, you can order anything from Amazon and get it shipped to anywhere. Yeah. So, and that's what kills me the most that you have guys in, that are working in Amazon that would love to have a union to represent them they wish they can have a union they want to fight for you they want a union but they're afraid that you know if they speak up something's going to happen to them and then we have the guys that are in a union in teamsters <laughs> and they, they don't give a fuck and they take it for granted <laughs> absolutely you know it's crazy how the world is it is you know you have people out there that want to be in a union that want represent you know they want to be they want to have a, a, a steady job. They want to have a secure job. They want to have the benefits. And then we have guys that have that. And they and play They play softball, baseball, football with the management people. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Oh, fuck it. You know? And, and that's what kills me the most when you have a guy that disliked the union. He says, I wish I don't have to pay union dues and this and that because he does all these things for management. Enter into a separate contract with them and play ball with them, go out to drinks with them, and then when it's time for the union to represent them, they are union 100%. And that's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, and uh, and Joni Lane Miller uh, uh, also knows that there, there are employees in Amazon that do want to unionize, but they are there are a lot of them that are willing to go there, but they have to be very careful on how they proceed. Um, that would be awesome, Hector. You done it to Boston. 
You've been to Boston, Hector? I've been to Boston. Okay. But oh, I don't know if I want to take a ride to Boston <laughs> to do a radio show. Do a show over there Unless they want to pay for my, our hotel that we could stay the night okay. and do the show from the hotel. I, there I there you go, Greg. Talk to the guys over in Boston. See if they'll be willing to pay for a hotel room for me and Hector. We have to sleep in separate rooms, though, because Hector's a heavy-duty snorer. And uh, that would have to be the way it goes. I don't snore no more. I have the CPAP machine. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I got to look at you next ask, to me like Darth ask, Vader sitting ask, there. Ask Gina. <laughs> she says I sleep like a baby. Nice. Okay. Well, maybe one room will be fine. Then. <laughs> Save uh, Greg a few dollars there. Uh, oh, Dave Carew, our buddy our, our buddy Dave Carew out in uh, Long Island says, dude, we were at 177, and they didn't know what local they were paying dues to. And he's so right. That's right. Dave, but it's all over. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I mean, just Baltimore. It really is. It, yeah. The, the, this guy's um, a local, Dave, Dave, um, Dennis Taylor, the package director. Yeah. None of his guys even know where they dues were going to also. Um, Dustin Ponder, too, out there at 512, him and Schneider. They, uh, there's a right to wear, uh, I believe it's a right to work state. That's what they were saying down there in uh, Florida, in Jacksonville, Florida. And they're having similar issues. But, uh, they're, I fighting, know he put uh, something out in, in Facebook about $2.5 million in union dues. And that's a work to uh, a work to a right, a right to, to work, work state, state. Yeah. and he's getting they're getting a lot of dues for a right to work state yeah. two point five million dollars. I think that's over. Uh, maybe, but he's definitely got the group together. They're running uh, for office. Him and uh, Schneider and a couple other guys. They got a slate together, and they're going to be running against the five twelve guys. So good luck to them. I know that's going to be a serious battle they have on their hands. Good luck to you, Ponder, and your and your slate over there in Florida. Hope you guys get through it. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, yep. And Greg Curry also. Uh, yep. Florida's white to work. Yep. 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 Carl, you quiet, yep. bro. What's up with you, bro? Is it the ride got you tired? No. You know what? I. I mean. I. I I'm trying to get involved locally. So all this stuff that you guys are talking about going on around the country, I'm not really super involved in. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I who's your, who's your shops to it? Danny Cross. Oh, Danny Cross. Okay. Shout out to Danny Cross. He did, he did uh, a great job this week for me. So if he's listening, thank you very much, Danny. He is listening. Hello, what's up, Danny Cross? What's up, Mr. Cross? Thank you for helping out our buddy Carl. You want to talk a little about hey, your Dan. situation, Hey, Dan. Hey, Danny, I need you to do me a favor. I need uh -huh. you to get into the head of Tom Murphy and let him call up and tell him why he wants to run for the local elections. Yes. Tell him I won't be on the air. I'll let Tony and whoever interview maybe, him. Maybe Carl and Jamie will be here. Yes, that's your buddy. Well, maybe get him on. Carl, you know Tom Murphy? I see Tom Murphy around the building. Yeah, I don't mm. I don't know him too well. Oh, okay. Maybe you could have a little conversation that since he doesn't know you that well, say, Hey, you know, why don't you call the show and get up on there and Well he he nice. knows he knows where I come from. He knows I come from, from Maspeth, so I don't I don't know because, you know, I work closely with Vinny. I don't know if he'll really talk to me like that. But like I said, I don't really know him too well. I'd love to get him on the show, though. I'd love to get, you know, Who you got there, uh, what he has to say. Or you can have the guy that says, you know, we're going to take it and run with it. He can call up also because I believe he's running with him. Anybody that's running, who cares? Come call the radio show. Put it out there that you want to, what you want to do different that the e-board is doing, that you want to convince the membership. Don't wait three years to election to come out of the rock, of that hiding rock that you go away for three years. Come out now. Get involved with the union. Show the membership that you're involved with the union. Let them know why is it that you want to run a, to be in office. Because, you know, if, yeah, if you have 
if you pay your dues on time and you're qualified, then you can run. That's Anyone right. can run. So just put it out there. Don't hide until election time comes, and then you want to put yourself out there that then basically they're just going to go to the buildings and try to promote whatever they can promote and it's like promises promises if you're serious come on the show we reach a lot of members every week and i'm going to be straight up with you and i don't give a fuck who tells him but tom murphy is not no leader he's a follower yeah and i'm being straight up you want to you want to question that me about it? Call the What the Heck show and let's talk about it. Three four seven four zero three zero seven zero five. Exactly. If you want to speak to Hector and question his uh, authority on yeah. Tom Murphy, <laughs> you're not a leader. You're a follower. <laughs> I'm curious to know anybody who's who's running for local executive board. I'm curious to know what they're going to run on. That's what I want. That's what the members want to know. You know, everybody's vote should still be up for grabs you know my vote is still up for grabs now i'm strongly leaning towards our current executive board but my vote is still up for grabs i'm curious to right. see what it's, everyone's up for grabs yeah you gotta you know everybody's gotta win you gotta win everybody's vote exactly and you gotta know what you want to do what is what is it different what do you want to do different that is happening now right what are you running on what you, exactly you know and, so we have we have three or four guys that are on facebook all the time they they have vinnie's number they have the ba's number they can call the ba or call vinnie if they have any complaints but you have these four individuals that are on facebook putting it out there and then when you confront them like face to face they have nothing to say that's that's cowardness that's so that's a keyboard war uh uh, thug. Warrior. Yeah, whatever warrior. But uh, you know, like I said, Murphy, I you know, call up the station. I I personally don't feel that I see any other uh, slate being able to compete with what's going on right now. Like you though, Carl, I would be willing to listen to you know, obviously I'm a union member first, so I definitely will go to any meet and greet and listen to what others have to say. But in my extensive uh, 20, almost seven years here with the company, I've never seen this kind of, um, how do you say, uh, uh, transparency, one. I've never seen this kind of diligence, two. I've never seen this kind of hard work put forward because, I mean, how... How many times have you had an executive board in your time here that you knew have followed somebody on an OJS? Not basically, not just the they're the OJSers are being OJSed, right? You know, and they're following you know these guys, guys showing up on the weekends. I see my business agents, both of them, the ones who deal with the drivers and the one who deals with the pro, uh, the local sort and the preload. I see them at least two to three times a week. And sometimes so more. I, I was out there. But with I heard, how, I heard Mark Johnson always did, did, did that. Oh, yeah. Mark Johnson. Uh, make <laughs> a deal. Uh, Mark, make a deal, Johnson. I had him in my building. I can I could tell you with, straight to his face, to anyone's face, that I barely saw him if I was lucky once or twice a month, if that. I, I mean, if that. And uh, and I don't even know about the preload because I don't know if anybody ever you know I didn't know who the business agent even was that right. showed up for the preload. You know, being a being in 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 the board in the building, it's not an easy task. It's not what everyone thinks it is. All these business agents, all they they don't get to deliver packages. It's hard. It is very hard. It's times that is you know you get really really stressed out because we're not firemen. We didn't get elected as firemen, so right. we can't put out every fire. But there's fire out there. Oh, yeah. And who causes those fires? 
who causes those fires and then we can't go there with you know and and put out the fire sometimes and it's stressful that i'm used to getting whatever the fuck i want and i can't because you have situations that you and the first thing i tell the members listen i can fight a fucking the truth i can't fight a lie right oh yeah and then you know you need to tell me the truth because i'm going in there and i'm going to give it all my all to to defend you and defend the fact that they are wrong and you're right and then shit comes out that i never heard of and then when i asked him yeah I, yeah i did that yeah that's something you should have told me for then when i go in there but it's, it, it, it's a hard fucking job as a oh, BA. absolutely it and really I, is it's not easy it's it's all oh, because i listen dude is stressful and when i say my vote is still up for grabs i've been accused of being a quote-unquote cheerleader for this current executive board and while i am very supportive of this current executive board this is still a i guess we can consider it a democracy so i'm i'm curious to hear what anybody running has to say they're not going to come out to like right for election year so 2021 like in, within june between maybe they maybe even sooner right now they're probably setting up their vacations to be out in the in the gates and just spread lies because there's sort of lie. if you want to run a campaign run a good campaign run a campaign with merits what you're going to do for the company well, that's, the what I, that's what i want to say too i i just hope this upcoming election next year is each slate standing on what they're going to do instead of bashing the other slate yeah and but, another thing is that you don't need a public uh, a publicist to no. tell the members what you can do no hit, and you know like like rise up rise up did that they they pay for an expensive publicist that wasn't a teamster that was an outside agency telling the members vote for these guys because they are good how does she know that right what is she what what can she take and nobody say wants to me? To, nobody wants to and when i when we they want to see people exactly that you, listen you're going to get it from me no right. pub, no one tony's not going to talk for me carl's not going to talk for me right you're going to if you want to hear something from me you're going to get it from me no publicist that i'm going to pay ten thousand dollars for to tell the lie to the fucking to what the members want to hear was this the slate that asked you to buy yes in? yes that's the slate that they wanted me to put four thousand dollars down and i looked at them like they had three heads and one coming out of their ass well, maybe you were paying for the publicist it, it was mm. you know four thousand dollars to run on a slate get the fuck out of here to to have a person so that don't relations was their pr rep. yeah to have a person that is not even in a teamsters to, to represent me to the members no fuck that i said no yeah. i said absolutely not oh we made a mistake well i made a mistake that that management personnel individual was uh, not not even has been a manager a whole year yet the yeah one that's that what i the, thought the one that hit the she uh, was she was in management but she wasn't a center manager she got promoted to a center manager well, she she actually she. came from it I okay mean, the, the person in question uh, who had allegedly who allegedly hit the the member <laughs> with her car allegedly um so you know it's uh yeah i'm just and, curious. and there is video footage just in case right, anybody was, wanted to know there is video footage um it's not going to come out yet because it's still under investigation right so. correct we cannot put the video footage out there yet uh, we uh, it would be a mistake to do that anyway. Right now, you want to try to make sure that we find out exactly what's going on before anything. And w no, we, the rest of us don't need to see the video footage. We just need to see Franco get his job back. 
That is correct. correct. That is correct. We want him. We want him to get his job. And back. I'm just curious. And all the back pay for all the time that he had oh, out. That's going to no, happen. That's going to no happen. Reason. It was the unjust. It was a uh, no just cause. It wasn't no cause for him to get fired. So he he definitely we're going to go get his money back, uh, paid back. And management jumps through hoops to get surveillance from other from other locations outside. So if they have the the video footage of on their own location. I don't understand why this guy doesn't have his Listen, job. Listen, I knew I, I knew an LP guy that told me to my face, we always get the footage. And I said, well, how you get that? If you go to somebody's house. Because you, let me tell you something, guys. Back in the days, there was not a lot of cameras out there. Right. Now, there's a camera in every fucking corner, in every house. Those the ring, ring doorbells. The ring doorbells, the ring uh, outside. So there's a camera every fucking where. And these guys, these LP guys, to get that, to get you... To see that you're lying in the footage and all that shit. They'll do anything. They'll give the person $300 right there on the spot. Let me get a piece of that video. All right. It, the camera's out there. So do the right thing, guys. Do Watch. Do your job with the methods and procedures. And just say to yourself, is a camera watching you? And do it the right way because they are going to catch it. I just don't understand. Even if, even if he was quote-unquote let go for dishonesty... He's still a pedestrian who's a victim of an accident from UPS. So, if I mean, if all else fails, press charges for a hit and run. All right. Well, I, I heard that he went to the police and made a police report, but nothing was done. Um, because uh, I don't know if the guy, the LP guy that was an ex-retired police officer, has something influence of that precinct in oh. Brooklyn. So, uh, I don't know what happened with that, but the police report was made out. Uh, Dave said trying to uh, actually... Uh, brung the um, what's his name? Who we're not mentioning any names. Uh, he's, I'm sorry, guys. He's not listening while we're talking here. We're not mentioning any names. Are we talking about the driver? And yeah, uh, Franco. Oh, Franco. Franco. He met up with Franco at the police station. They put did a police report on that manager for hitting him. So it's a hit and run actually because she didn't report it at all. Well, huge shout out to Dave Centron for that. Yes, Dave Centron has been working diligently over in Forster Avenue. I mean, it's it's all, all the business agents. I feel like are doing a phenomenal job, um, but we do have a lot of work to do as members. We have to do more. We need to get we need to get more involved. We need to get more members involved, and it, and a lot of it starts with these twenty two fours. The twenty two fours are a group of individuals that right now are feeling uh, like the redheaded stepchild of the company because one. They're not entitled to all the things that we are, and they're doing the same job. A lot of people, when they first came oh, it's going to be a combo. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're not doing anything. They're just driving. They're doing what every driver out there does. They're doing 150, 160, sometimes 170 stops. Some are giving helpers. I mean, they're regular drivers. They're not doing anything different than any driver is. It's ridiculous. And they're not getting paid the same. They're not allowed to get request loads. They have to work the weekends. I mean, it's it's just not even fair to them. Uh, they can't transfer. From what I'm hearing, they can't even transfer if they wanted to. I mean, uh, how is you going to create a tier of another driver, pay them less, make them do exactly what the, what the RPCDs are doing, and then just, you know. It's almost as though they're on a whole separate contract. Yeah. 
it's sad it's sad and then they have questions and they come to us well we heard this guy had a request load you think i can put one in for friday no i'm sorry you're not entitled to request loads wow but i don't understand why i do the same thing he does yeah i know but you know what when the company created your position they didn't uh they didn't put that in the work in the writing and, and it's like they're they're mad and then they they blame it on us it's like well what's the union doing for me <laughs> what, what? and that's the thing because it's such a new position the union's hands are tied until everybody until we, we can some, all figure this stuff out and, and get some real language in there that actually protects these guys or eliminates the position altogether and make them all drivers because that's what they are and this is why we have to vote and this is why we have to vote well, it's five minutes uh, to uh, three o'clock, and we're going to have Chris Silver. Silvera. Silvera. Okay, I got to wait to Tony corrects me. Silvera, because <laughs> my English is not very good looking. Um, but, uh, Morreale. Chris, yeah, Morreale. Not Dave. What is that last? <laughs> what is that? I know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Hold up. You get it. You... <laughs> So uh, he, he's saying Dave because at, that's like a, like a serious applause there from like yeah uh, I felt like, like I was in a stadium Ke- Kevin that's Hart stadium. At, at, yeah. at the Madison Square Garden or something. Yeah. Well, this is the <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the Halloween laugh. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Carl, I kept calling him Dave at the last show and uh, just a little and and he, had, he you know what twice. he was responding to Dave so I figured his name was Dave <laughs> well I didn't want to correct the host <laughs> no you could correct me it's alright I, I fuck up all the time just want to make sure I'm invited back I don't the care show. You know, I really don't give a shit I, you could correct me alright Dave I do it <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh, Chris uh, Chris Silvera is going to be calling in a couple of minutes if you have any questions that you want to ask Chris Chris is running for the IBT independent he has no slate. It's just him running on the ticket. So if you have any questions that you want to ask, uh, Christopher, if you want to do it by text message now, that we will write down your me- your question, or you can call up the radio show at 347-403-0705, and you can ask the question yourself. And let me, and just be be uh be limited you know do two minute question don't do a half an hour question to wait for a one minute answer so just uh have your questions ready and thank you thank you for going in my refrigerator and getting me some water uh <laughs> i'm about to go in there and grab a beer what kind go of beer? okay i got i got all beers in there i got really? blue moon whatever nice and uh so keep your your questions limited to about two minutes and uh we could get through this for every other member could um every member could have a question they have to ask them and they can get through through the phone lines so the number here again is three four seven four zero three zero seven zero five we're gonna play something real quick because one i'm gonna get them on the phone so stay tuned for the what the heck show here on union power radio we'll be right we'll back. be right back
Hello, Chris. Give us a few moments here. We're getting Chris Silvera on the line. Hey, brother. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Mr. Chris Silvera, oh, this right. is Tony Rosario, the host of the What the Heck Show, here with Hector Fortis and Carl Morial's guest, one of the members from our local in a local 804 here in New York. Chris Silvera, tell us a little about yourself so all the members listening know a little bit about you, who you are, where you came from, what you stand for, and uh, mm -hmm. just go right ahead, sir. Okay, so I was born on a beautiful island named Jamaica. Came here when I was 14, graduated from high school in uh, the Bronx, Evander Childs. Uh, went into the military, studied at York College. Uh, went back to Jamaica, came back, joined the railroad. Uh, led a revolution in the railroad that got rid of the brother, the maintenance of way and brought in Teamsters Local 808 in 1983. And in 1989, we ran for office because we didn't like what we saw. And uh, there was a body that wanted to leave the union. And we said, no, it's about time we took care of our own business. And we ran for office and won. Took office January 1990 and have been reelected ever since. Wow. That's um, quite a I've resume. The, yeah, I've also been chairman of the Teamsters National Black Caucus. Uh, as, a, as a, I am the first elected by the rank and file chairman of the Teamsters National Black Caucus. I was uh, a co-convenor of the Million Worker March, and I was the uh, uh, a co-convenor of the Millions More, which was the 10-year anniversary of the Million Man March, and actually spoke at the Millions More. Wow. Wow. <laughs> very impressive that is, resume. That's a very impressive resume. Uh, can I hear myself? Am I? Um, okay. Well, um, uh, we, one question that we had for you here at the show was: Were you able to get the amount of signatures necessary to get yourself on the ballot? Not yet. You know, so we still have until December to do this. And you know, what we've been challenging people, and it's very difficult, especially in the COVID era, when you really can't get around and talk to people face to face is to understand the idea that they have to look at this election as draft day in the NFL. And as much as LSU won the national championship in Alabama before that and Clemson before that, no football team went in and just says, give me all the players from Alabama. A lot of those players will never be in the NFL. We took the best of the best. And we have to look at this process that we're going through and start to look at picking individual people who we want to sit on this board. That's why we refuse and have no intention of being on a slate, running on a slate, or doing any of those things. We want the membership to become engaged. This union will not change. Let me tell you, the Teamsters 
uh, has the most upside potential of any union in this country, bar none. But it will not be able to achieve that if a million members just sit at home and do not participate. We have to become engaged. People need to run for delegate. People need to uh, become a part and go to the convention because the convention is where it all happens at. You know, the convention is, uh, is, is the most powerful organism within the team. So it's more powerful than the general executive board, more powerful than the joint council. We could change the bylaws. We could make things happen. So we have to we have to become engaged if we want to change. So I'm not I'm not here to uh, talk about this guy that guy. We're here to try to get our membership engaged because the union, even if they elected me, it will not change unless they become engaged. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about Chris. It's about gathering these members and getting them engaged and getting them to participate. And we need another. 30 40 percent of this membership to realize that they have a responsibility not only to themselves but to the future of the union to the future of the working class um mr severa that is um, amazing yeah you really really have a way with words um also uh, are you are you able to are you like do you have people boots on the ground out there getting signatures as we speak like uh, and how many do you need? Uh, are you hitting all the buildings? Because I don't know if any of the members here at the UPS company in New York have even heard of you or have seen you around. Well, uh, we thought we had some people that were doing some work, so we don't know. Now we got to go and find out what have they done. We have collected signatures in a few locations here in New York. We haven't seen anything. Your local, 804? How many members does your local have, local 808? Oh, local 808 is about 1,500 members. Oh, wow. It's a okay. small local. It's a diverse local. And that's why if you look at the organization, the organization is really made up of guys that have 10,000 members, 12,000 members, and so forth like that. Because if you're on a slate, then each person on the slate only has to actually bring in 2,000 uh, signatures and then when you add your 2,000 with my 2,000 on the slate, we all get the 32,500 signatures that we require. But when you run independently, you got to get the 32,500 signatures. And, uh, you know, so uh, we still have some time. And we hope that uh, being a part of this podcast will allow us to reach people and, and get the word out and uh, just continue to beat the drum. And even if we don't get the signatures, you could still go to the convention and get enough delegates to support you that would still allow you to become a candidate. You know, we have to change the conversation away from I'm better than him and he's better than her and who's no good. And this one had milk last Wednesday and the other one had tea. <laughs> you know, we need to start to talk about real things, right? I mean, so I'm not a UPS expert, but I'll just put it like this. So I'll be like, why is it that people that have that make good money with good uh, retirement outcomes, why are they still wanting something else? What is it that the union is missing, right? So we're missing something. There's something that happened that's not happening in the negotiations, and it seems to be beyond the issue of money, and it seems to be beyond the issue of pension and health benefits, and we need to be able to understand it and address it. Now, conversely, on the other side of that, 
UPS is also up against non-union overnight. This juggernaut that's called uh, uh, Amazon, and they they set up this Amazon Amazon delivery system in such a way that it's almost impossible to organize them for, without spending you know mega millions of dollars, right? Uh, so so we're going to have to do some real work. So on the one hand, we got to keep overnight in uh, excuse me keep UPS in a position of making money and, and surviving because our jobs depend on it, right? Uh, and the union's income depends on it. That is correct. And, uh, uh, and on the other hand, figure out how the hell we're going to corral this 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 monster called Amazon. You know, I, mean, I tell people, I, I, I pose this to people. Jeff Bezos is rich enough, not Amazon now, Jeff Bezos is rich enough to buy Amazon, not, excuse me, to buy UPS, rich enough to buy UPS. Well, you know what people don't think about the guy said, well, you know, we got a contract, blah, blah, blah. And, and I said, yeah, Jeff Bezos bought UPS and just turned, just closed it down, just shut it down. And people are like, what? I, be- I believe, <laughs> I believe that, Chris. I believe the fact that they use, he used to his advantage, uh, the company, uh, UPS company, to ship all his shippings and then just to learn the industry. And once he le- learned that industry, that the company provided him with all the info and all the technology, he took it upon himself and did his own thing. And, and I'm telling you right now, he, he's 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 big. He's, he's competing. Big. He's competing. Amazon and Jeff Bezos are dangerous to the working class. And we have got to figure out how do we use our power as a union to corral these people? Because, you know, you look at these Uber drivers, you look at look at the way they're setting up all these things, Uber, Lyft, uh, Grubhub, what have you like that. It's, it's almost impossible to get these people in a situation to be unionized. And if we can't build the base of the union, if we can't expand the core, and if we continue to shrink, it does not bode well. But for our children, I, I you know, I've been here 30 years. My pension is good uh, and everything like that. So I have nothing to gain out of this in that, in that regard. But what about our children? What, what, what does America look like to our children, you know? And 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 that and that's what I'm looking at. And that's why that's why I need the, the rank and file to step up because, you know, we are high school people making seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars a year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. how many jobs in America right now we making more than people with master's degrees. Yeah. Our yeah. retirement income is better than most people with PhDs. So we have to become protective. We have to become militant about protecting our future and our children's future. Well, Mr. Silvera, this is actually, uh, my name's Carl Morreale, by the way, at a local 804 in New York. Uh, this is actually my first time hearing you speak, and uh, you sound like a very brilliant, brilliant man. Uh, my question is, why are you running independent? Why Why wasn't there a slate that, that picked up your brilliant mind? Is this a choice that you made, or uh, just curious why, no, why you're independent? No, no. They'll never pick me up because I'm not a go-along, get-along guy. So I ain't going to see dumb stuff. 
and just go along with it. I don't need a paycheck. I'm certain I would like to be in the family plan. Certainly making another eighty or $100,000 a year is an attractive thing. But that has never been my motivation. So if they can't control you, if they can't own you, then you can't be on a slate. So I ain't going to vote yes, but I believe the answer is Hold no. Hold on a second, Mr. Silvera. We got a, a caller coming in real quick. Uh, mystery caller, what's your name? Hello? This is Jamie Holligan. Hey, Mr. Jamie Holligan. How are you, sir? <laughs> Look at this guy calling in now. Unbelievable. I, I, I'm guessing I'm you have a question for Mr. Silvera? For Mr. Silvera. How you doing, Chris? How you doing, my brother? How are you? I don't know. Most people might not know, but I know you through a mutual friend. Um, I won't say that mutual friend's name, but I know you through a mutual friend that we had some dealings or some some common communications to a mutual friend where you have helped me out and on pl on plenty of, of occasions. Um, so I want to thank you on that and giving me okay. some good insight. Now, my question to you is we speak, a lot of people speak mostly about Amazon being a major threat to our organization. What about this, this, this local, I'm just speaking about our, our, Local 804 in general is made up of a significant amount of black people that not that's not involved. And you speak about getting people involved. How do you get the black people of this local, of our local 804 involved? What would you use or what would you do to get them yeah. involved? Because it seems like they don't want to get involved with anything. So that's my question and I'm going to hang up. So a little bit of that is a societal issue. Uh, black folks that make money don't think they have problems. Certainly not sufficient enough to get them to participate in anything. So they just come to work, make their money, get their overtime, boom, they go home. Uh, and, and, and that's why I said we have to make them recognize. And to, to the point, you know, Amazon is a threat, but I'm telling you the biggest threat is apathy. A lack of involvement of these members because when when the stuff hits the fan, they ain't gonna be all be able to duck the stuff that's gonna come off of the fan. And I thought at one point that the Teamsters National Black Caucus would have been a methodology to mobilize members. Uh, that has failed us. Um, and uh, you know, it, 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 we, so to me, we have to go beyond just black and white. We have to just start dealing with conscious working class people, whether they be Latino, female, Asian, white, uh, or immigrant or whatever. We have got to start to round up conscious working class people and mobilize those people into the defense of the union. You know, if you look at the people that crossed the Edmund Pettus Bridge, I dare to tell you that there were more blacks in Selma that didn't cross the bridge that day than those that did. Wow. And if you look at the march on Washington, there were more black folk catching hell in Washington in, in America than showed up at the mall. You know what I'm saying? We got so, another caller coming in, uh, Mr. Yeah, Silvera. So. Uh, you're on the What the Heck show with Chris Silvera on the line taking questions. Who's speaking? Chris, uh, activist Danny Cross. What's going on? Hey, Danny, what's up? Thanks for what's calling up, in, brother? buddy. What's going on, everybody? Hanging in there. Hey, brother, what's going on? Listen, 
I first and foremost, I wanted to tell you, uh, you know what? It takes a it takes a strong leader to, to go into this as an independent. Okay, I just want to say that you know what? You got to be in the game at least to get out to be there. Okay, I I, right. I really commend you for trying to do that. But I do feel, and this is nothing sliding you, is that we're going to need everything we can to get rid of Hoffer and his cronies and. You getting on running for president, taking away votes from Sean O'Brien and the, the Zuckerman slave could could in fact hurt us. As I said before, there was a hundred thousand signatures, but the game's not over until the whistle, you know. And um, I wish they could bring you on. You sound like an intelligent man. I'd sure. love to have a cup of coffee with you. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, well but, I'm uh, right there in Long Island City, so you know, just come on across. But let me just say this. Let me let me let me just say this. Ultimately. We respect the will of the membership. That's the ultimate yes. thing. They ain't never, like I said, ain't none of them. Not Zuckerman, not uh, O'Brien, and uh, uh, Verma, or any of these other people that are going to reach out to Chris Silvera and say, we need you to be on our slate. Because I'm not a go-along, get-along guy. I'm not some stooge Negro. Uh, I, am, I, have a, I have a history of militant activity. I have, a, I have a history of successful strikes. I have a history of uh, marching and, and realigning the, the labor movement to, to, to recognize in May, May Day as, a, as, as, a, as the workers' day. So I'm not, I'm not the politician. I'm going to tell you something. In local 808, we have never had slate voting. We run in row eight. Right, so all my mm -hmm. guys are going to be row eight, but you have to put a check mark beside every guy's name in order for that person to be the elected. That slate thing where you just check one box and everybody is good, like I said, if that's the case, all the LSU's football players would be in the NFL, all of Alabama's football players would be in the NFL. Nobody does that, yeah. I, because, I, I, you know, I understand what you're saying, but. In the same respect, we need to get these people out of here. I mean, Dennis Taylor, we, they pushed a no vote for this UPS contract. We voted it down, and he came up with his two-thirds rule, Dennis Taylor, who I, I detest more than anything. My blood pressure is up right now. But I okay. detest more than anything on what he did. Did he follow the rules? Sort of. But guess what? The membership spoke, and he still shoved it down our throat. That's right. why he needs to go. So, so there's a couple of things, right? I, I suspect that any contract as big as UPS has to have some fail-safe button in there. You couldn't have uh, a small local like 808, let's say, hang up the entire country. So there's, there's going to be some fail-safe button. But Dennis Taylor didn't create that fail-safe button. It was created at the convention. And I don't suspect it's a new button. It's been there for a while. And this is what I mean by no. about an engaged, this is what I mean by about an engaged membership. The membership has to understand we have to have 50 plus vote no in order to stop it. It's just like, it's, it's just like the electoral college, right? You can win the majority of votes, but if you don't win the electoral college, eh, sorry. So, no, so this is what I mean about an engaged membership. When, when, when the membership is engaged and mobilized, UPS is going to recognize it. When UPS no. recognizes it, UPS is going to tell the people, holy shit, guys, 
we got a problem. You understand the point I'm saying? Yeah. I understand. They, the have, to fear, they have to fear the rank and file. Until, until the bosses fear the rank and file. If they think that uh, this guy or that guy could just stymie things and, you know, the union will go to don't worry about it. We've got this little loophole and we're going to stick it to them because anytime you do a contract, I don't want to, if you do a contract and your contract is done three months ahead of time, yeah. if it don't contain every single thing you ever wanted in life, something's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Contracts go down in the wire. Danny, do you have I any other want... questions for uh, Mr. Severa? No, I want I want to go. I'm sorry. I know you wanted to keep it short. I'm oh, sorry. That's all right. On, all right. If you have another question, that's great. No, that's good. I okay. want to appreciate it and good luck and good luck with you there, all right? See I you tomorrow, Danny. Luck, brother. Thank I you, Danny. Engaged membership. I got you. All right. Thank have you. For, all right. Thank you. All right. All right now. Uh, Mr. Severo, we got a question from a young lady named Miss Joni Lane Miller out of Local 623 in Pennsylvania. Okay. She wants right. to know. Yeah, she had a question. She wants to know uh, what is your plan to get enough signatures to qualify? Because you only have a limited time now. COVID did give you an extra date. But uh, like you said, you only have till December. So you got a, just a couple of months left. What are your right. intentions? We need, we need members to reach out to me. I'll come to your, if you got a home base, I'll come to your home base and talk to the members. I'll be, we'll be uh, social distancing and, and masked up. Uh, they could call me on the phone. Uh, you know, this opportunity to speak uh, on this mashup is important. So this is what we've been trying to do. I've never been on Facebook until now. And so I've been using Facebook as a methodology to try to reach out to the rank and file. But again, we expect people who've been riding with Jimmy Hoffa for years to now turn around and decide that they're the agents of change. Really? <laughs> You've been taking this money all this time? You've been bucks. riding along, going along? I never heard none of them jump up and says, I quit. Uh, uh, I'm the hell out of here. Okay? Yeah. yeah. However, they now propose themselves to be agents of change. We got to question that thought process. And why would our members even believe that dumb junk? <laughs> I, I just want to throw one more question in before we get back to the chat. If, if you are elected... I'm curious to know which slate, which existing slate would you like to join up with, if any? I wouldn't want to join up with any of them, to be honest with you. I don't like, I don't like uh, too many people on both sides. I think both of them are very weak. I think both of them carry some baggage that we do not need to be carrying forward as the working class. I haven't heard anybody speak out on the idea of what happens if Trump decides to seize power? Do they get up and say, do they shut the country down? I haven't heard this type of talk. You see, some of these people are Trump supporters. Some of these people that's running out here, they're really undercover Trump. They're not going to tell you, you know, but you watch, you watch the bottom line behavior and they tell you they're very Trumpian, okay? We have a body of work that's out there of marching, demonstrating for immigrants' rights, workers' rights, rebuilding uh reclaiming may day uh we march in, in down in uh, north carolina for 15 dollars an hour 15 years ago i guess you know so we have a body of work that none of these people have so we are we're we are saying don't talk about it 
Where have you, you know, where you been? When, when have you played the game? When have you done the thing? I hear you chirping. Mr. Severa, I haven't seen you do any work. Mr. Severa, sorry to interrupt you. We got another caller coming in. Uh, uh, young Joe Doherty calling in from uh, Long Island as well. Uh, Joe Doherty, you're hey. on the line with uh, Chris Silvera. What is your question for him, sir? Hey, Chris. Um, hey, Anthony. Hey, uh, Hector. And what's up, Carl? Um, what's up, Chris, Chris, I want to know. So you have you run a local of 1,500 members. You talk about getting the rank and file um the rank and file members more involved now you're dealing with a local and you're dealing with uh, a, a union the teamsters that have been that have been screwed by the ibt for who knows how long now when it comes to you someone that has 1500 members you have a you have a great rap sheet with those members why should someone like should someone like 804 say we want to give you a union that has millions of members and trust you with that union. Well, 804 has only 7,800, uh, Joe. <laughs> 804, no, he's talking, yeah. He's talking no, no, about 1.4 You're going to be the president what? of the IBC. Correct. So why? Jim, how about this one? Jimmy Hopper had no members at all, and he held it for 20 years. Ooh. <laughs> okay? No members at all. Mm-hmm. So... So we have we have a body of work, and there is enough uh, talent in this union to do to get the work done. So this is about engaging with the right people who have the right mindset. So I, you know, I don't you know you could just multiply local aid weight by however it takes to make 1.5 million teamsters, uh, but the work is there. And if the work is there, if I got a kid that's been running and he can run the hundred meters in nine seconds i don't care whether he went to the pan-american games or not he going to the olympics on my team now how do you how do you expect so for me someone like fred zuckerman someone like sean o'brien they know they know the they're not only their local but other locals and they know who is best to run that how do you how do you prepare yourself to find those people and put them in place i want the membership to do it the membership well, knows those members. Let me t- let, listen. Fred Zuckerman's mm-hmm. members know Fred Zuckerman better than you. Mm-hmm. So if they want Fred Zuckerman, they're going to engage and put Fred Zuckerman there. I so I'm I'm going to tell you a little story, right? So I was at the last convention when Fred Zuckerman wasn't the darling of the pot, and I remember and watched the, how he was treated by. Sean O'Brien. I'm surprised that <laughs> I guess it's like Ted Cruz and Trump. So I'm surprised that they could even talk to each other because I could mm-hmm. never talk to him near another day in life. I agree. The way they mm-hmm. treated me. I don't want to be a part of a union that when a delegate comes to the comes to the convention should feel for one millisecond of a moment intimidated by anybody else at that convention because we didn't go to the convention just to elect people. We went to the convention to deal with the business of 1.5 million members, not to be intimidated and have thug behavior and, and bad boy behavior. I've been in the street. I know bad boy behavior. I, I do not want that in my union. So so for that reason, I could never be, be with those people. Now, that's what I, that's what I'm talking about. You know, when, I, when I'm saying what I'm saying, I saw that behavior and I abhor that behavior. 
And nobody that ever ran against me in local later way can ever tell you that on any day Chris ever treated them bad or spoke against them in any ill way whatsoever. Because that's not my because you have a right. Democracy, if you have a democratic union, you have a right to get up and run for office and you should suffer no recriminations. Not at the uh at the panel. Oh well, you know, we gotta go along with because this is this is the part of what's going on here. We gotta go along with this guy and that guy, because when we get to the panel, they'll screw us around if they don't like us. Bullshit. You're not screwing the business agent around. You're screwing a member around. Yeah. So people need to wake up and, and get focused on what it is that we came to do when we ran for office. I didn't come here to be the general president. I looked at local aid away, local aid away that issues, and we dealt with those issues mm-hmm. in more ways than one. And so, therefore, we're just carrying this to another level. But if Jimmy Hoffa could be a Mickey Mouse lawyer and run the union for 20 years and the ship didn't crash into an iceberg, I suspect that I have way wow. more uh, uh, methodology and means to run this ship uh, and not run into an iceberg either. Wow. And yes, as a matter of fact, I, I'm going to create a union that's going to change the dynamic. I ain't going to go down and have no meetings with Trump and have no picture of Trump up in my goddamn office. And I ain't, no, you can forget about it. Come on, fellas. All right. Um, jo- we looking for? J- Joe, do you have any more questions for Mr. Silvera? Um, just, just one more. I'd like you to speak more on, you just talked about, you know, we need, we need to find a way for UPS to make money that keeps our, that keeps, um, that keeps us employed and keeps once they're making money, we're making money. UPS has steadily always made more money. So I want you to speak more of that because it doesn't really sit right with me that, that, that someone that's running says, right. well, we need to keep UPS making more money. Well, let us agree to a couple of things. Mm-hmm. But if UPS went out of business tomorrow, there'd be a lot of people that was catching living hell. UPS has got the height made there. No, 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 no. Just, just, but, but, but we just, we're not talking. We just, there's a probability. Just, I think he's referring, uh, Joe, to the Amazon threat. We're well, talking about the threats of Amazon well, and, well, and well, FedEx and FedEx and other non-union entities that surround it. You guys got to realize one thing. You guys have things that nobody at FedEx has. Nobody at Amazon has. And I don't want you to give up one iota. That's not my yeah, point. So, yeah. My point is we have to we have to be able to go in and negotiate contracts because I, I want you guys to be happy. And I don't pretend to have the answer. I've never delivered a package. I've never drove a feeder a, a feeder vehicle. So I'm not I'm not gonna be the guy to tell you, oh hey, hey, well, because anybody could say a promise is a comfort to a fool. What I've said is when we engage the membership, when UPS becomes afraid not of Hoffa or Brian or Verma or even Chris Severa, but becomes afraid of the rank and file and the militancy and the unification of the rank and file. When that happens, UPS is going to be willing to share with you greater in the dividends of their ability to manage that company. And that's what you want. And it might not just be money alone. It might be time off. It might be increased vacation. Mm. It might be less. It might be less years to qualify your pension. Those are things that you determine. I'm not going to determine that. We get that from you. We get our. The membership is what drives this union. The heart of the membership is the local union. The locals form the international. 
things have been flipped around where the international, after they passed this last dues increase, where they no longer have to engage with the locals because they get money regardless. Because you got to remember that the vast majority of the members in this union, the one million members, are what they call white paper contract. And every time they get a raise, the international get a raise, even though the international don't even know that uh, there was a contract negotiations taking place. Hmm. So this is about moving the union in a particular direction. The UPS hmm. guys have a direction. The freight guys have a direction. The car haul guys have a direction. We have got to find out where it works. And that ain't Jimmy Hoff ain't the only guy down there. He's got a guy from car haul. The question is, can he deal with a guy from car haul that's going to tell him what he might not want to hear? Can he deal with somebody from freight that might tell him what he doesn't want to hear? And what you find out is that when they put Dennis Till, I thought one of the best ideas they had was putting O'Brien and Zuckerman together because whatever the outcome of that, you know, if the members didn't like it, then them two was defeated. And if they loved it, then I was the smartest guy for putting them together. So I'm surprised that they allowed Dennis Taylor to get back in there. But members have to get involved. Members have to stand up. Uh, there's too much politics in, in, in contract negotiations, and I'm going to tell you this. I ain't never going to come out and tell a guy before we even have a contract on the table to vote no. How can Lindsey Graham, and I'm going to use this, I'm just going to show you the, 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 the ways this works. How can Lindsey Graham say, we got all the votes we need when we don't even know who the nominee is? You understand the point I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so we have to have a contract that was negotiated and everybody stand in unison. When it's done and they send it out and says, okay, this is what we came back with, then you can say, oh, F this and F that. This ain't no good. Mm-hmm. This ain't no good. But you can't do that six months before you have a contract. Vote no. Vote no on what? That don't make no sense. All so right. we have to we have to get away. I don't want to politicize negotiations, and I don't want to do any of those things. And I tell you, I ain't gonna be a guy that's gonna come in here and sing you no song that you want to hear. I watch mm-hmm. things. I've been around for thirty years. I see things I like, and I see things I don't like. And if I don't like it, I don't like it. Whether it means I'm gonna win the election or not, I've never mm-hmm. done anything in local aid away just to win an election. All right. Thank you for that Thank answer, Mr. Thank you very much. I Joe, appreciate it. Thanks for calling in, Joe. We appreciate your questions. Thanks. All right, Joe, man. Enjoy it. Hope you're the football team winning something. All right. We got <laughs> we got another caller trying to call in. Greg Kerwood out of Local 25 in Boston is trying to call in. Uh, Greg, can you just try to call in one more time, please? Well, we have a lot of questions from the the, the live chat, so we, let's, right. let's try let's, to move it let's on. Let's get right. one here. We got uh, Chris. How do you intend to build unity amongst an IBT board if you are voted president, basically, when you get in there and you become the president of whatever slate is coming behind you, because you probably won't know all the people that will be voted in there with you. How are you going to build unity amongst a bunch of people that don't really know each other that well? And you're at the head of the uh, snake, let's say. How do you ha- how do you plan so, on handling that? So so there are good people on both sides. And we're going to build it because our decision making process is a trade union process and if we go by this as a trade union process and not as a left right red blue green and all this kind of foolishness if we deal with this thing from a union perspective 
Unity will come because we have unity of purpose. I don't need none of them coming to my house, eating none of my wife's good cooking. I don't need to go to any of their houses. <laughs> what I need us to come together to do is how we're going to further the interest of our members, pure and simple. And I know some of the guys that's on that slate, and I will work with them, and they will work with me. And at the end of five years, you might hear me MF some of them, and, uh, and I tell you them suckers ain't no goddamn good. And, uh, and they might say the same thing about me. That's the nature of the business. But when I come to the table, I come to the table with a sense of purpose about what is in the interest of the membership, nothing else. Well, now, you have a question, Carl? Uh, I was going to take one off Go the ahead. chat. Go ahead. Uh, our brother Dave Carew out in Long Island wants to know, have you ever met or spoke with our local president, Vinnie Perone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. I know Chris. I, I know Chris Williams. I know Ron Carey. I know Johnny Brown. I know uh, the late. Uh, I think his name was James Walker, that passed away. I knew uh, Howie Redman. You name him, I know them all. Well, our what is our your relationship president? with yeah. uh, Vinny Perone? With Vinny? Yes, I, I think he's a nice guy. I don't have no issues with him. I, you know. I, Never dealt with him on no no level for him to be mad at me or for me to be mad with him. So I don't, you know, he seems like a nice guy. You know what I mean? So, I don't, so you know, he's you know, running. That's, that's one of the dude. That's one of the dude. Yeah, he running with with the odds. With, with the odds, you know? so, like so. So if you were to get in and win uh, the top dog seat, will you keep Vinny Perone as a trustee? You have no choice. He was elected. This is about respect, man. You know, the, the mem- we have to respect the will of the members. The members at the end of the day might decide not to vote me in, right? We What we want to do is to get the dialogue, have the conversation be about our membership, not about, oh, this guy sucks, and uh, he had three girlfriends, and uh, this guy died. We need to start talking about the strategies that are going to support us in what is, at this point, probably the most rabid anti-worker country in a long time the, the, where where the judges the national labor relations board you know they, they just padded the entire federal system with these incompetent judges who are also anti-labor anti-black anti-labor anti oh it's the same people you know so, so we have we have to develop a strategy as a union as to how we're going to move. I want to break with the Democrats. I want to see a workers' party. I don't want I don't want to be a Democrat. I want to have a workers' party. I want to have a party that we as labor get together and build a workers' party that that has no apologies of being in the interest of the working class and for nothing else. Tax the rich. Mr. Silvera, give us one second. We got another caller, Greg Kerwood, I believe, out of Local 25 in Boston. You on the line there, Greg? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. You sound like you're in a tunnel. But uh, oh. I just have a quick question uh, for Brother Silvera. I appreciate the time. Uh, I, I, I'm hearing what I'm hearing, and, and, and I agree with a whole lot of what I'm hearing. But what I'm hearing sounds very similar to the whole logic behind the Teamsters United slate. So I guess my question is... Who is Teamsters United? Which one? Are they? Oh, you mean Verma? No, uh, the odds. Oh, the odds. Okay, got you. Yeah. So put, putting the, putting the, the, 
the power back to the membership, contracts for the members, right. uh, building from the ground up, taking the politics out, putting aside personal political differences. It seems like the exact same message. So I guess my question is, uh, other than your your obvious personal feelings towards some of that slate, what what separates you from them if your message is is so similar? So if you ever watch politics over time, no politician has ever come to the table and says, "I'm going to screw the working class," but somehow we get screwed, right? So their message is not going to say this and that and this and that. What you have to look at is. What have they been doing for the past length of time that they've been around? What is the work that they've been doing? What have they brought to the table? So I'm not talking about what I'm going to do. I'm talking about what I've been doing for 30 years and proposed to continue to do on a larger basis. So I ain't talking about some campaign rhetoric where I have some people working on my, uh, working on my, uh, you know, your stuff that goes out, you got some campaign guy and some uh, advertising guy and some journalist guy or some kind of goddamn uh, lobbyist type of mindset. Public this relations. is what we've been doing for 30 years. Public relations, exactly. We've been doing this for 30 years, no PR. You could go, man, you go in the newspaper and look me up, man, and see the work that we have put down. You know, so this ain't, yeah. this ain't about what we gonna do. This is about what we've been doing. <laughs> in local I, I, way. Fair enough, sir. I don't, I'm not questioning your your qualifications or your past. I'm I'm saying, as a member of Local 25, I've I've seen Sean's actions firsthand for the last decade and a half, and, right, right. and I know plenty of members of Local 89 who feel the same way about Fred. So so if if their track record is similar to your track record and the message is the same, where's the distinction? That's, that's well, the part I'm but, but I don't see the track record because when I look at Local 25, for instance, in 1905, Local 25 had a, had a African-Americans on the executive board. Today, they have none. When I look at Local 89, they have no African-Americans on their executive board and they finally hired a, a, a business agent uh, to do things. So this is not, this is about what have you been doing? Not what we're saying. We're not saying anything. So, so a lot of times you go into a, into a situation and uh, in that room is one or two blacks. Most white folks don't, don't feel uncomfortable in that situation, right? I, in my position as the head of a local union, find myself oftentimes in these meetings and what have you where there's not enough of us. So I'm a little bit perturbed when the NFL has done more with the Rooney rule to put blacks ahead than this, this local, than this international union. So, you know, we created this diversity committee some years ago. We have had three or four conventions since they created the diversity committee, and they have yet to read the report of the diversity committee into the minutes of the, uh, our, you know, of the, of the convention, which means it's not important enough, which means that some, they get some Negro to stand up and say, uh, I move to waive the, the reading of these uh, report, and some other Negro gets up and says, and I second that. For, for some reason, we could find blacks to do that, but we can't find blacks to move any other the real parts of the union. So that's a that's a fair so point. Yeah, I don't so, mean to so, interrupt, but that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. you're referring to, and I understand no, the point about the executive man. board. Yeah. I, I get that. I, I'm yeah, not going to disagree a, with that statement, but there are African Americans on the Oz plate. Are, are you implying that yeah, they're, they're less African American? Am I going to imply that? Uh, I'm going to leave it to the. I know the people that's on the slate. 
Okay, so let me let me put it to so let me put it to this way because I don't really like to say too many negative things about people. So I'm gonna I'm be I'm about to go very quiet on what I really believe about some of those people because some of them were in meetings in which they made vows to people about how they would function and they broke those vows. Some of them would even come to the meeting. Some of them told other people of what they were going to do and they broke those vows to those other people. So we already know these people. Right, their their history is already on the table. You might not know, but I know, and so therefore those people are not. I'm not down with them because they've already showed me that they're 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 subject to being compromised very easily. But with all respect, I, you're you're asking the members to make the decision. So you knowing and us not knowing doesn't really serve any purpose, does it? Well, in, in, in time, in time, I don't want to use this platform to, to denigrate. I don't want to take up all your time. I want to. I want to. I don't want to use the platform to, to denigrate. I appreciate the call. Uh, okay. Uh, to be a part of it, but I don't want to. I don't want to do that. But I, but there are people here who have not functioned. Uh, their word was like Mitch McConnell's word: no good. All right. Thank you for calling okay, in. Fair Greg. enough. I don't want to tie up everything. We Thanks, guys. We appreciate you calling uh, thank in. Thank you, too, brother. Appreciate you calling. All right. Uh, Chris Silvera, we're going to ask one more question because we know that uh, time is of the essence for everyone. Uh, if you don't mind, this was a question that was posed, and we were curious about your answer. If you do go through all of this and you don't get elected, and let's say someone from the oscillate isn't able to continue to run or retires, and there is an opening, and they call on you. Would you join onto the oscillate? If they if they call on me, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you don't believe that uh, call would come, do you? I, that call ain't coming, bro. I can tell you that right now. Uh, I would have to recover from the heart attack first. Oh, uh, <laughs> but but if that call came. You know, we would have a conversation, and if, if uh, they, if I was to believe that they were going to be about the things that I was about, I've never been a Jimmy Hoffa fan, but if Jimmy Hoffa made a call for a rally or a demonstration, I was there. Uh, uh, Local 25 had a strike against Republic Waste. Local 808 sent money up to that uh, uh, to support those strikers. And when they had a, a thing down here in Manhattan, we had members that went there and participated with them, even though I'm not a big fan of Sean O'Brien and what, like I said, what I saw at the convention. So, you know, we deal with, we deal with trade unionism. We deal with the working class. I don't really have, uh, you know, if Sean O'Brien happens to uh, have certain mindset and what have you, that's his right. You know what I mean? That's, that's, the, that's the blessings of being in America. I don't have to be a part of it. However, if that happened and they talked to me and, you know, say Vinny came and said, Chris, you know, this and that, and some people convinced me of some stuff, maybe, but, but I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say no, uh, but it would, be a, it would be a long conversation before we got to the idea that yes could be a possibility. Mr. Silvera. Oh, my God. Chris, you are the... F Everybody's uh, chatting on the uh, on the live chat, and they're saying how they appreciate you, the way you're speaking, the way you keep it real. Uh, we have one that says, Chris, you are the man. Uh, vote for this guy. I mean, you're, you're getting a lot of response from, our, from this radio show right now. This radio show... 
And just to give you a heads up, you know, we don't get a lot of live listeners. We get about the 50 or maybe the 70 mark. But the podcast mm-hmm. uh, goes way over 2,000 across the country. And they nice. appreciate this. And I hope they get the message. I hope they listen to the podcast to hear what you had to say. Because let me tell you, you're yeah. very impressive. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and another thing, Chris, uh, if you don't mind, there's a lot of people that are going to listen within the next few weeks that, ha- that weren't listening live today. If you can just right. tell everybody what it is they would need to do to help you get some signatures real quick so that um, people know what it is they have to do to try to help you out if, if they want you right. to be the next IBT president, let them all know. All they got to do is go to my website you want and sign sign up for me. My website is uh, fcsilvera.com. Say that right? again. fcsilvera, S-I-L-V-E-R-A.com is my website. And you can go on and sign up. And that, that, your, that sign up goes directly to the election officer. So we don't have to do the paper thing. You just go online, hit my website, and uh, sign up with the election officer or, you know, uh, through the website and get me those uh, 35,000 signatures because we will make a difference. We'll make a change because we're going to engage this rank and file into doing something that I've never done before. I thought it could elect people and go sit down. So part of the reason what happened with Obama, we elect Obama and then we go, oh, well, Without Obama, and he's going to take care of it. No, you got to put your foot in Obama's ass once you elected. You got to put your foot in Chris Silvera's ass once you elected. You have to make a, a non-ending, continuous demand for the things that we want. And if we want change, it's going to take the engagement of the rank and file to make that change. Wow! Everyone's asking to post his uh, his yeah. his stuff. I'm yeah. going to be posting on the Union Power Radio Facebook page that I have about a thousand members. Uh, yeah. That they okay. can, so I'm going to put it on that page. I'm going to put it. You on. can get one of my flyers from Chris Williamson. Okay, we're going to do that. We're going to speak to Chris Williamson. Also, if you get a chance, follow us on Union Power Radio, Mr. Silvera, so you can post anything you want on our page. We will always allow all your posts in through. So you can put up any information you want on the unionpowerradio.com page at, at, at on Facebook. Wonderful, man. All right, thank you very much. I appreciate you. I appreciate thank you for the we time. And, I, and, I, and I'm glad for those live questions, man. They're real, man. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much, Chris. Up. We're, we're going to play a song for you, knowing that you're from Jamaica, my brethren. And we're going to play a song for you on the way out. This is, uh, I'm All sure right. you know it. Have a good one, brother. And thank you for calling. Thank you, my brothers. All right. Stay strong. Yeah. One blood. That's the one, right? Yeah, yeah well, that's one of them. Well, there you have it. You had Chris Chris Silvera. Silvera. That's right. Live. Like he said, he was going to, he uh, committed to coming on the radio and talking and letting anyone call up and uh, ask any kind of question. That's the kind of. A person you want that has the right transparency. They, you know, they they they'll speak, they'll act, and he was kind of wow. Man, I, my my joy. Wow, <laughs> I tell you what, uh, there was nothing political in his statements. He spoke right from the heart. He wasn't. There were there were things that he said that I know 
nobody else running for uh, IBT election would say. I mean, a little peek behind the curtain, the three of us were just flipping out over yeah, here. Yeah, we were like... We were not... Ex- <laughs> we were not... Carl expecting- couldn't stay seated. He had to get up and fucking walk away for the shit that he, uh, you know, that he was saying. And it's real. You that's, know, it was real. That's not politics. That's that's real. That's some real member stuff there, yeah. you know? You could tell this guy has been in the trenches. You know, just listening to him, you know when he spoke about walking the millions out there on, on the march and the other one when they did the 10-year anniversary. And when he said how many blacks actually didn't walk across the bridge in Selma, like, I mean, the things he was saying were so real. They, they, I mean, they spoke loudly, I'm sure, to a lot of people listening now. I mean, from anybody that's white or black. I mean, you really had to, um, yeah, everything he was saying was from the heart. This man does not. There is no bullshit in this man's talk. I can Absolutely tell you that. Not. not not from not from the way I felt. The only thi- the only thing that would be somewhat concerning to me is he doesn't sound like he plays well with others. But uh, you know, but the way this fucking uh, IBT is playing, you know, they don't play well with the members. Right. You, you so, know, I mean, you you might want a guy like yeah. him to just come in and I mean he would change things dramatically because they don't know how to. Ha- it's like when you're in a ring with a boxer who's an awkward fighter yeah. and you don't know how to stand against him because you've been fighting so perfect for so long. And this guy's got this awkward style. You don't know how to defeat it. Kind of like Wilder did against um, that, that guy, uh, the, uh, the English guy recently. Uh, I forget his name, but whatever. He, he he just Wilder was knocking everybody out. This guy steps in the ring, and next thing you know, he just didn't know what to do against him. Yeah. And this is the kind of guy. This is what you're looking at here. You're looking at a guy who's 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 unorthodox. <laughs> you know, absolutely. He's got a different way of looking at things, and and they're not gonna know how to handle that. And he's gonna come out swinging. I can tell if he if he <laughs> oh, yeah. wins, he's gonna come out swinging. But guys, in order for him to come out swinging, if you guys are interested, yep. he needs the votes. Uh, well, he needs the, the signatures. He needs the signatures and, and the votes. But yes, you could sign for all three slates. It's nothing like you're voting. You just letting yeah. them get onto the ballot. That's what you want to do. You want to see that just not any officer gets into. Uh, you want to have a guy like this guy on the ballot. You gotta. You can't just. The same guys always being on the ballot. Yeah, we got to get. You know, we, we got to do him at least people. that that service of getting him on the ballot. So I encourage everybody. I believe it's fcsilvera.com. Yeah, yeah. I encourage everybody listening to go. John Elaine already voted. She said she just signed it. Uh, signed the pension. So I mean, the, <laughs> she signed the, peti- the, the petition. The signature. Yeah. The, well, listen. If you want to get on his petition drive, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you already know it's fcsilvera.com. Um, we're going to be posting it on all the pages. You want a democratic election. You want to have options. This is what we preach when we go to the doors. We want people to sign these petitions because we want options. Uh, you know, Oz was out there getting signatures. More of our Irma, I'm sure they've been all out there getting signatures. Oz hit the 100,000-something mark. You know, very, 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 you know, with a lot of people, with a lot of boots on the ground, a lot of people going all over across the country. Chris Silvera doesn't have that. As you as you can see from speaking to him, he doesn't have 
I'm sure the backing that Oz has, and it's going to be a lot harder for him to get out there. So we're here to help him get his word out, trying to get everybody's signatures so that he can actually have a chance when it comes down. And when the polls come down, you still have a choice. It is up to you, the member, and to you to do the research to decide who it is that you want to vote into the IBT presidency, whether it's a slate, whether it's this man running independently on his own, whether it's more, whether it's Vierma, you at the end have the last decision. I think we'll be doing a very large disservice if we can't even give this guy the opportunity to get votes. I and you know what? And don't fucking complain if you ain't going to vote. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and let your voice be heard. Vote, motherfuckers. Tell us vote. how you really feel. It doesn't, you know. I'm just pissed off that people complain, but they don't fucking vote. Yeah. All right, gonna have your voice is going to be heard, not by you. Ah, the union ain't doing this for me. Ah, your voice is going to be heard by you voting, voting the right people into office. That's what your voice is going to. And a lot of people say, "Oh, I vote, I vote all the time," but the wrong person always wins. Everyone has to vote. That's what it is. Vote, vote, vote. I have a page on Facebook that says, "Just fucking vote." That's simple it. as that. That's it. Our power is in the vote. Our power is in, they always say, there's strength in unity, there's strength in, in numbers. Our numbers have to come out and vote when it comes down to it. We do not want another five years of this and what we've been dealing with. Forget five. We've been dealing with this for the last 20 years. I mean, do you really want that all over again? Listen, there are a lot of people in this election. There are a lot of people running. You guys know we have we're, we we at the what the heck show. We're just trying to get the word out, letting people that are on slates come out and speak. Chris Silvera is just one of them. You have the option, but please do your research, do your homework, listen, and try to make the right decision. And just for the listeners that just got on, we're going to be putting on this on podcast. So if you heard, if you did, if you miss the beginning of the show, you could, you'll have a chance to listen on podcast. We have it all over the place. Spotify, you name it, is there. Uh, Google Play. If you have a Google phone or uh, Android, you can go Google Play and listen to our pack, our podcast from way back then to now. And also, I just want to give you guys a heads up. James Wright from the Oddsley that's running for vice president at large. Uh, I don't know what region. I don't know the guy at all. So he recall, he'll be calling in on October 4th. To the radio show and if you have any questions uh with with that with with james uh right we're gonna ask questions we're gonna ask him why and this and how and who and what and what he does and this is what the radio show is all about with this show it's for the members by the members tony's yawning he's ready tired already he's ready to go i had a long he's ready week, to go l- long week of protesting waking up early in the morning coming back to work late at night well real quick i just want to say sorry to cut you off tony but no, uh i actually just signed uh chris silvera's uh i went on his website it's very quick very easy little information and i signed the petition so boom you I encourage everybody else to right. get on there and sign. That's right. You got you go, you drive, you guys go out there and sign any petition drive that you want. You get anybody, or as many people on that ballot as you can. And again, make an informed decision. You are the union. And as always, you can reach us on and listen to our podcast, the recording of this live show on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, and even here, uh, you putting it on the Podomatic.com also? That's correct. And the Podomatic.com. The what the heck at 
Podomatic.com. We, we'll put it in all over the yeah, place. You guys can listen to it anywhere. Android, Anytime iPhone, you want. Apple. It doesn't make a difference. We're there. As you're taking a shit, you can listen to the show. As you're driving, you can listen to the show. That's right. And, and tell, so, tell somebody about the show, too. Spread yeah. the word. Follow us. Like us. Give us a like. Give us a follow. It's important. We need to know how many people are listening, and we want to know where you're from. Because the more people listening and the more people we know where they're from, the more we can talk about on the show. This show has always been for the members, by the members. As always, I'll say to you all, stay united. Solidarity. We're here to put the you back in union. That's right. And we're waiting on Tom Murphy to call the radio show. Tom Murphy, call the radio show. Is unbelievable. Anyway, have a good weekend. We're going <laughs> insane. Insane. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show here on Union Power Radio with your host, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hooligan. Today was Carl, Dave, Carl, Dave, Carl Marial. Did a good job. I don't think he's going to come upstate no more because it's a long-ass fucking ride. But anyway, here we are, and we're done with the show today. And thank you for listening to the What The Heck Show. Remember, October 4th, James Wright will be on the air. You have any questions, he's on the Osled running for vice president at large. Tony, you got something to say? That's it. Take it easy, everyone. Thank you for listening. That's right. Thank you. Peace out, my brothers and sisters. Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with your hosts, Tony Rosario and Jamie Hayes.